Well, along my journey, I've run across some really awesome, inspiring speakers whose passion, authenticity, and messages come through loud, clear, and impactful. Welcome to the Mind Wrench Podcast with your host, Rick Sellover, where minor adjustments produce major improvements in mindset, personal growth, and success. This is the place to be every Monday, where we make small improvements and take positive actions in our business and personal lives that will make a major impact in our success, next level growth, and quality of life. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Mind Wrench Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Salover. Thanks so much for tuning in today and spending a few minutes with me. Although I'm not really sure exactly why or the exact day, week, or month this really started, but sometime shortly after turning 40, I developed an insatiable appetite for knowledge and expanding my mind beyond what I had learned in high school. Maybe it's a fact I never went to college and my subconscious has been driving me because it knew I needed to learn more so I could share more with all of you. Or maybe it's a higher power guiding me through more education so I can fulfill a destiny to serve as many people as possible. Because we can all use someone speaking some favor, some increase, and some healing into us, right? Or quite simply, and more likely, it had just taken that many years to clear all the overspray, isocyanates, Bondo dust, wild living, and bad decisions out of my system and out of my head to make room for more knowledge. Really not sure. I really don't know. But one thing I do know for sure is for the last 20 years, I've read dozens of books, attended dozens of live seminars, keynote speaker events, training events, and webinars. I've listened to hundreds of hours of audio recordings, cassette tapes, CDs, MP3s of self-development materials. And for the past year or so, listened to literally hundreds of podcasts covering several genres, including health and fitness, wealth, motivation, and mindset development, just to name a few, in a quest to self-educate and become the best version of me I can possibly be. And it's something I work on every day. Well, along my journey, I've run across some really awesome, inspiring speakers whose passion, authenticity, and messages come through loud, clear, and impactful. If you're a new listener to the show, welcome. I'm glad you're here. I appreciate you checking this podcast out, and I hope you enjoy it, find some value, and come back each week to learn something new. And if you're a returning listener, thank you for tuning back in again this week. I hope what I share with you makes a positive impact in your life. And as you know, on my show, I've shared a few of these messages occasionally on this podcast directly from the speaker because I feel it needs to be heard in that format because uh, sometimes a different messenger can ruin the message, you know? From some of the most well-known leaders in self-development world like Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi, Brian Tracy, Steve Harvey, and many more. Now don't get me wrong, I absolutely love sharing my messages and what I know with you every week. But I also feel obligated when I hear a message or learning that inspires me to share it with all of you. And it also gives this show a little bit of variety. So today I want to share a message from Ed Milet. If you've not heard of Ed, he's not only one of the top 50 wealthiest under 50 with a net worth over $400 million, 
but also the youngest person to be named to the President's National Leadership Advisory Board, as well as a best-selling author, global speaker, and a leader of one of the largest financial advising groups out there. He also has one of the most top-rated podcasts in the world. Well, let's listen to Ed as he talks about how life will only give you what you tolerate, but it'll also reward you with what you're willing to fight for. Here's Ed. See, in your life, you're going to get what you tolerate. Stop tolerating for these people who have believed in you all your life and inferior life for you. Stop allowing God to bless you and give you all this giftedness and opportunity and settle and tolerate less. For those babies that are sitting here with you, your children and grandchildren, stop being willing to tolerate less for them. Don't tolerate it anymore. Yeah, you gotta give it your best, but it starts making a decision that this is over. I don't tolerate this life anymore. Pretty good's not good enough for my family. Pretty good's not good enough for my grandmother. Pretty good's not good enough for my grandpa, my parents, my future children. Pretty good ain't gonna get it done for this family. Now I hope you hear them whispering to you, he's right, you can do this. You're great, you're special, you were born for a reason. I hope you can feel that. Life's gonna give you ultimately what you'll fight for. See, how many of you have children? Raise your hands. Me too. I got Max and Bella at home. You ever notice when you go to a Little League game when they were playing their sport, how there's all those kids on the field, but who do you see? You see yours. It's almost like the other kids are barely there. You're like, yeah, they're cute kids, where's mine, right? Don't you do that? Or you go to a play at Christmas time, the Christmas pageant for your daughter or your son, and all the kids are up there singing. Who are you watching sing the whole time? Your little baby. And how much you hope and believe their life is going to be special and great, and you want them to be happy and fulfilled and confident, don't you? Yes? I'm going to give you a secret. Your kids look at you like that. Your children look at you. All they see is you. They don't see the other parents. They don't see the other people. They look at you. They want you to be happy, you to be special, you to live your dreams. They want that for you. In fact, they want it more because what you do opens the gates for them in their minds to think about what they can do. So you have an even bigger responsibility. You can't tolerate it. See, you can't go to your children and say, you can be whatever you want. Because what if they look back at you and say, well, daddy, if I can be whatever I want, if I can do anything, how come you haven't? How come you and mommy haven't? You don't want them to think that about you. We've all gotten to an age, haven't we, in our lives where we figured out we love our parents dearly, but we figured out who they are, haven't we? Good, bad, and indifferent. Your children are gonna figure out who you are. They're gonna grow to an age where they know. Maybe they already have. And you know what? This is your shot to change it. They're always gonna love you, but they can be proud of you. Your kids are gonna have heroes. Why not that hero be you? At any age, you could turn that around. At any time, you could turn that around. I wanna challenge you to do that. I want this to fill you. I want you to think about it. I want it to move you. I want it to energize you. And when you get weak, when someone quits, when an appointment cancels, when some Yahoo tells you you shouldn't be doing this and you're not good enough or there's something better, whatever they tell you, you remember why you're doing it. I wanna sow it into you right now. I want you to know why you're doing this. And it's those people. Life will only give you what you'll fight for. I'm gonna tell you a story. I've told it only one other time. <laughs> This sort of illustrates the point, kind of. My dad, how many of you have a dad that's kind of a dog, like a, just a, he's a dude? And you got dads like that? My dad, my dad's an intense dude. Bless his, my dad's struggling with another bout of cancer right now. 
He's not the same guy that I grew up with, but I'm one of those guys. I've seen my dad in a couple scrapes. You know what I'm talking about? How many of you know what I'm talking about? I got one of those dads. My dad's a tough dude. My dad was a hockey player. When I was a little boy, I was little Eddie. I'm Eddie the third, by the way. My grandfather's Edward, my dad's Edward, I'm Edward. So I was little Eddie, Eddie the third. Kids at school called me Eddie Spaghetti. That wasn't fun. Say, Eddie Spaghetti, your meatballs are ready. That's what they would say. That's how they tease me. And the, the jerk that started this lived right next door to me. Little Ray Ray. This little punk. So there's little Eddie and there's Ray Ray. Why is he Ray Ray? Because his dad's Big Ray. We lived in Weymouth, Massachusetts at the time. They're wooing, but they wouldn't want to retire there. Let's put it that way. That is not Laguna Beach, is it, everybody? So my house, my, my house is the same exact house as Ray Ray's. Except you know how track houses are, they just flip them. So it was his house, my house in reverse. So we shared a driveway, their porch, their stairs to their house was here, mine was there. So when they're eating dinner, I could hear all their conversations, they could hear all ours. And Ray Ray's the one who started, Eddie Spaghetti, your meatballs are ready. And I didn't like it. And he used to kind of mess with me. He figured out I was kind of soft. You know, you kind of figure it out, like we're playing football in the street, he kind of whacked me and I wouldn't whack him back. You know those kind of things little kids do to figure it out? He was the stud, I was the weak kid, and he figured it out. He was big, I was little Eddie, literally little Eddie, really small. And so Ray Ray used to kind of slap me around a little bit. And one day, we got in a little scrape behind the cars in the driveway. And Ray Ray kicked my ass pretty good, pretty damn good, to the point where I ran away from him crying. Maybe you can relate to this. And I ran into the house, and my mom was on the porch. Oh, my gosh, Eddie, what happened? Mama Ray Ray, he slapped me, punched me in the face. Oh, come here, sweetheart. I remember, come here, baby. We're in the kitchen, and she's hugging me. It's okay. He's a bad boy. His daddy's been in jail like three times. We're just, we're not that kind of family. They're mean, right? He's a bad man. I go, Mommy, he's a bad man. They're bad people. <laughs> and I can hear, I can hear. Here comes Big Ed down the hallway. I can hear him. I'm thinking he's going to give me a big hug too, right? My dad goes, what the hell's going on in here? My mom turns around and says, this criminal next door, Ray Ray, has assaulted our son for the 400th time. That's what's going on here. Are you going to do anything about this? And my dad goes, get your hands off him. He goes, get over here. And he gets down at my level and he goes, look at me. You are leaving this house and you are going back over there and you are kicking his ass. You understand me? No, no, dad, he always kicks my butt. He said, you don't come back in this house until you kick his ass. You understand me? My mom, Ed, what are you doing? Debbie, stop it. I know what I'm doing here. Don't come back here until you beat him up. You understand me? Huh? Okay, Daddy. And I walk out of the door. And I walk over to their porch, which is like three steps from ours. And my dad's behind the screen. I see him in the kitchen behind our screen with my mom. My mom's crying. My dad's like, I got this. Right? And I knock on the door, their screen. And Big Ray, all tatted up, no shirt on, he's through the screen. What's up, Eddie? 
He said, um, Big Ray, um, my dad says I have to come over here and kick Ray Ray's ass or I can't come home for dinner. So, and Big Ray goes, I like that kind of party. Let's get him. I'm serious. I hear him at the door. Ray Ray. Ray Ray. That's how he does. Ray Ray. Get over here. Little Ray, little bulldog comes running up. <laughs> right? He goes, hey, little Eddie wants another piece. And little Ray Ray goes, let's do this. I'm like, oh, crap. And we're walking down his stairs, and I could see my dad in the screen over here. I'm like, oh, my God. And I'll never forget this. The two cars were there, my dad's Datsun B210 orange hashback, and his dad's green Pinto flanked our estates right there in the driveway. Oil all over the driveway, because Big Ray would change everything in the driveway. And we got up there, and Big Ray goes, you get there, you get there. Go. And Ray Ray came at me. And by some force of sheer blessing from God, I got this little dude in a headlock and I'm giving him, my dad used to give me noogies, remember noogies? So I didn't really know how to hit him, but I'm noogieing the hell out of this kid's head. Noogies, just noogies. I'm, I'm ripping the hair off his damn head and I'm choking him, noogies. I'm kind of looking back at the screen and see my dad, I got him dad, I got him dad. And so finally I'm noogieing this kid to death, literally can't breathe. And so finally, Ray's going, get him, Ray, get him, Ray. I'm hearing him yell, get him, Ray. I'm like, noogies, and I won't let him go. He's trying to squirm, and I'm like, boom. I'm kind of slapping him in the head. These little boys out there, right? And so finally, I kicked his ass, right? No. So, Big Ray stops it. Big Ray pulls us off each other, and he goes, Ray, Ray, he got you. Now shake his hand. And we shook hands. And I walked home, my dad's like, now get in here. Let's make some spaghetti. Let's do this, right? Right? So proud of me. So now, now I'm just going to tell you a couple, couple things you need to know. Number one, that taught me life will give you what you'll fight for. That's really the point of the story. Now, my mother, who heard me tell this story one of the times, she feels like I should also divulge another set of facts. I don't even know why this is relevant at all, but because my mom asked you, I will just, because this was the, I'll just tell you, I was seven, Ray Ray was four. I just want you to know that. But I don't know why that's even relevant. Why is that relevant? Why is that relevant? For real. That's true. Little seven-year-old kicking a four-year-old's butt with noogies in the driveway. But hey, listen to me. <laughs> you all got some Ray Rays in your life. Stuff you make much bigger and more difficult and more powerful than it is that could defeat you. In hindsight, I was damn seven years old. This kid was practically in diapers still. Of course I could kick his butt, right? So hey, maybe you can relate to that. You got something in your life like that. All right, Mom, you see this on YouTube. I did tell the truth this time, so just so you know. All right, that was Ed Milet, and you can listen to that complete 55-minute speech. Just go to Ed's YouTube channel or search Google for Ed Milet Breakthrough Convention 2017. You can also find out more info at edmilet.com. 
Well, that's all I got for you today. Um, Hopefully this information helps you. I mean, that's my whole goal of being here every week is to provide information that's going to help you become more successful and uh, grow your business and uh, get to that next level that you want to get to. So hopefully these ideas and what I've shared with you today uh, makes a difference. Please join me next week for another inspiring, motivational, and educational episode right back here at the MindWrench Podcast. Until then, I wish you nothing but massive success, growth, and happiness the rest of this week. If you like this episode, please rate it and hit the subscribe button so you never miss another episode. If you have any questions or comments, you can always reach me on Instagram at Rick underscore Silover, Facebook or Facebook Messenger, or LinkedIn. And please check out my new website, RickSilover.com. You can find all my episodes, my latest blog posts, resource tools, and much, much more. And last but not least... If you see value in this podcast, please share it with others so I can help serve as many people in our industry as possible. And remember, you don't have to be better than anybody else. Just be a better version of you than you were yesterday. 